You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The Apostle Paul planted churches in all kinds of different places around the Mediterranean. And then he wrote letters to encourage them and to offer them wisdom and advice. In some ways, he was living through uh, something that's similar to what we're living through in that he couldn't see many of his church members. He couldn't see many of the people that he was trying to connect with. And so in his case, he didn't have video equipment. He wrote them letters. He offered them advice. In just a second, you're going to see a video of the church in diaspora, some of the faces from this congregation. And after that, you're going to hear a scripture reading from the 12th chapter of Paul's letter to the church in Rome, read by Kayla. And it's basically a letter about how to live with one another, how to live as a church united in following Jesus Christ. Paul writes, present yourself as a holy and living sacrifice. Well, the ancient Jewish people had a tradition of offering sacrifices to God that included things like animals or grain or bread, things that you might offer uh, that were not your whole self. Paul says, let's put a new spin on it. In fact, offer who you are, offer what you can do, offer your spirit and your heart to the Lord. Take a moment and look at some of these faces from this congregation and how we are connected even though we are apart. And then let's listen as Kayla reads us this timeless passage from Paul's letter to the church in Rome. reading from the 12th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, verses 1 through 8. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, 
but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for your word now and throughout time. We pray for wisdom and we pray for energy to pursue the calling that you have placed ahead of us. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you. Amen. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, Paul writes. Instead, be transformed, be changed. This scripture passage from Romans 12 is an invitation to be made different by God from the inside out, to have our perspective, our minds, our hearts shaped, melded, changed by our creator. We all have unique gifts to share and each of those gifts is needed by God to benefit the whole, to benefit the world around us. One of the things that we value here at Clarkston United Methodist Church, in fact, it's one of our core values, those things that are pillars that are important to us throughout time, is transformational mission. We value the process of being changed by serving others. It's a countercultural idea for a number of reasons to give away our time, our energy, our resources purely to benefit the life of somebody else. That's not a message that our culture widely promotes. To desire to be changed then by that process of giving and serving rather than retaining our preconceived notions or ideas. That's also not a message that our culture endorses overwhelmingly. To give freely, to want to be changed in the process, that's radical stuff. But here at Clarkston United Methodist Church, we believe it is essential to serve one another, to work alongside those who are suffering, to meet needs in our community where we can. When we see a need, we want to help. It's part of who we are. Now, sometimes we imagine that mission and service has to be done in a particular form. Often we think of a hammer with some nails. Now, I'm not sure why, but often that is the recurring image that people come up with. The truth is far larger and more nuanced than a hammer and a bunch of nails. Serving others takes many different forms. We each have a variety of gifts, things that we can offer, capabilities within us, and whatever we can do, God can use. And God can multiply. No matter our age, our talents, our possibilities, our physical abilities, 
God can use what we offer and God can do something pretty amazing with it. I wanna tell you a story this morning about Avery Wood. Now, Avery is a young person in our church and the story I'm about to tell you happened last year when Avery was in sixth grade and she was just 12 years old. At school last year, Avery learned that there are kids around the world, particularly in the country of Honduras, who don't have access to clean water. She learned that sometimes these kids have to walk far distances to get to the nearest place where they can access water. And sometimes then the water is still not clean to drink and it makes them sick. Kids get parasites or other illnesses from the water. Now, Avery also learned about a nonprofit supported by this congregation called Helping Hearts, Helping Hands, which provides clean water and food to children in impoverished areas in Honduras. Now, because Avery was raised in the kind of environment that you all provide here at Clarkston United Methodist Church, this kind of environment that values transformational mission, making a difference, meeting needs as we can, Avery said, you know what? I can do something about this. I'm hearing about kids who don't have clean water and I can make a difference. So when she learned about this situation in Honduras, Avery said, I can raise some money and that money can help people. Not only did she know she could do it, she knew it was something important to do. And so Avery took a wagon. She went around her neighborhood door to door asking people for donations of bottles and cans. Can you imagine a 12 year old going door to door asking for donations, cold calls? Hey, do you have anything to offer? I wanna get clean water for kids in Honduras. What a brave thing for a sixth grader to do. She said she collected so many cans and bottles that she had to keep going back with her wagon to empty it out in her garage and then go back to collect more. This is the type of thing that young people in this church do because of the culture and the environment in which you all are helping to raise them. Now, of course, in Avery's case, we have to credit her parents, Don and Sean, they're awesome. And I'm sure that that has a lot to do with Avery and her passion for making a difference. But part of it is this church. Part of it is all of you saying, we can do something to help people. You can do something to help people. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it because um, they got a water filter. We're raising kids who understand that serving others is important. And when they hear about a need, not only can they do something, but it's important to do something. That's transformational mission. That's a culture of service. Avery's actions were remarkable. And you know what? She's not the only one in this church. I know that there are more of you watching who understand how the culture of transformational mission has shaped you, has shaped your kids, has shaped your grandkids. It starts early in this church. We offer a program often called Angels in Training, which is for the youngest of kids, elementary uh, age kids, who can help with service projects. From a young age, we teach kids here that it's important to help people and meet needs where we can. Things like food, water, clothing, and the way we look at the world is changed through that kind of service. For example, 
Avery not only collected bottles, but she became aware of this whole group of people that she might not otherwise have known about who need access to clean water. The way she thinks about the world has shifted because of this kind of service, this kind of passion, this kind of work. Now, I know that Avery's not the only kid in this church who has done something like this, which is pretty amazing. We're really building a culture here where it's not just one exceptional kid, although she is exceptional, but it's all of the kids. It's all of the youth. In fact, serving others is so important that it's part of our confirmation curriculum. When ninth graders and other high schoolers join our church, it's a year-long process. We've got a class that's starting just now. They had, uh, they had classes last week. And one of the things they'll do this year, one of the things all of our confirmation students do, is something called a kingdom project. They pick a nonprofit or a cause that is close to their heart, and then the church invests money in them so that they can multiply that money to benefit the nonprofit or organization. They find ways to collect items, they find ways to uh, creatively raise awareness for their project, whether it's a shelter to help animals or a suicide prevention hotline or maybe the food pantry that we operate out of this church. These, these young people, we're teaching them to understand that helping one another, meeting needs in the community is essential. It's critical. And we're building a culture of transformational mission. We trust and we hope that in this process, we too are changed by the grace of God, that we won't be the same as we were before we embarked on the journey to serve others. We trust and hope that the angels in training, the confirmation class, even our adults, are not the same people that they were before they supported some of these projects. Now, often one act of faithful service brings about another the backstory that we haven't talked about today is that the nonprofit Avery supported through her bottle drive, Helping Hearts, Helping Hands, was started by a member of the Clarkston United Methodist Church, Erica Maldonado, when she was just a few years older than Avery is now. Erica and her family were shaped by this congregation, and now her nonprofit is shaping the next generation within this congregation, including youth like Avery. What a cool thing! to be a part of here. Now, we have to admit, Helping Hearts, Helping Hands is just one of the amazing nonprofit mission projects that this church supports and invests in. It's the one that features in Avery's story, which is why I wanted to highlight it, but it is one of many. And I want to take a moment to just list for you the vast number of projects and nonprofits that this church is invested in and supporting either through our mission team and their work or through the work of our middle school group or our high school group. There's so much service going on in this church, so many mission projects, it can't be contained in, in one single place. So I want to list these projects for you. Internationally, in addition to Helping Hearts, Helping Hands, we have supported Mobility Worldwide, which creates non-electrical mobility devices for people across the world. Esther's Children, supporting children girls specifically in Brazil trying to end human trafficking. The Solar Oven Project, distributing ovens powered by the sun in places like the Dominican Republic and Sierra Leone. Haiti Children Project, offering homes for orphans in Haiti. Water for Life, providing clean water in Liberia. 
We've supported missionaries like Princess Jusu, who serves in Africa, the Global Refugee Initiative through the United Methodist Committee on Relief, as well as covenant partner offerings in Liberia and Haiti, two of the poorest countries in the world that we support annually through initiatives of the United Methodist Church. Domestically, we have supported Native American ministries through our denomination. We've supported Justice for Our Neighbors, which offers legal help to immigrants and legal resources. Appalachian Service Project, Disaster Relief at Work, Midwest Distribution, Midwest Mission Distribution Center. In Michigan, we have supported the missionary Randy Hildebrandt, who is serving in an impoverished area of the Upper Peninsula. We've supported the Refugee Development Center in Lansing, the NOAA Project, which advocates and feeds the homeless in Detroit, the Detroit Suzuki Academy of Music, the Draw Eliminate Medical Debt Initiative in Detroit, Scott Memorial United Methodist Church in their initiative to provide school supplies to kids in their community, the South Flint Soup Kitchen, Hope Warming Center in Pontiac, the Baldwin Center in Pontiac. Every year we send volunteers to Flint through a program called Sleeping Bags for the Homeless, where we distribute sleeping bags and warm coats to those who need them. And we also support Flint Recovery, an ongoing program to address the aftermath of the Flint water crisis, whose repercussions will be felt for years to come. And that's not all in Clarkston. We have served the community through programs like Lighthouse, Back to School Backpacks and Supplies, Spring Break Lunches, Homework Club After School Tutoring, Renaissance High School Mentoring Programs, Adult Righteous Mission, and the Annual Sewing Bee, our Monthly Client Choice Food Pantry, our Little Free Pantry, which is accessible 24-7 outside the north entrance of our building, Urban Vine, Angels in Training, and Christmas Connection, an annual program to provide Christmas gifts for those in our community who are experiencing economic hardship. What a list. And that's only organizations that we have interacted with in the last year or so. So there are some that are not on the list that we have supported in the past. And undoubtedly, someone watching this will say, Pastor, you forgot. And I don't know what I forgot, but I'm sure that there are others because we support so much good work that happens here in Clarkston, in Michigan, and across the world. That's how important it is to us to help meet basic needs of people in our world. This congregation is committed to helping people, feeding people through our food pantry and our little free pantry, clothing people through annual initiatives like sleeping bags for the homeless, providing clean water through nonprofits like Flint Recovery and Helping Hearts, Helping Hands. And you're invited to join that work. It's so simple to get started. For those of you who took home a church in a box kit or church in a bag, some of the later ones were bags, you'll find that there was a brown paper grocery sack as part of your take-home church kit. And that sack has a sticker on it that names an item that our food pantry needs. Purchase that item at the grocery store, put it in the sack, bring that to church, place it on the wire racks outside the Walden road entrance at the Circle Drive. And you know what? If you don't have a grocery bag with a label on it, that's okay too. We welcome any non-perishable food donations that you'd like to give as long as they are in date. And new items that are needed are listed weekly in our e-news email. 
As December approaches, another easy way for you to get involved in helping meet needs in our community is through Christmas Connection. This is an annual program to provide gifts to families in our community who are going through a difficult time. You can choose to sponsor a family of any size by purchasing items off of their Christmas wish lists. Or you can offer a donation to support the program as a whole, and others can shop on your behalf. Now it's only September, so I know we have a little while till December. Please don't email me yet if you want to be involved in that program. But hold that thought and hold on to it. Because in just a few weeks, we will be offering the invitation. And maybe that's an area where you feel called to get involved and to help meet some needs here in our community. The truth is, though, none of us need to wait for a structured program in order to serve others in the name of Jesus Christ. Think about Avery. She saw a need and she did something. She took some action. There are kids who are drinking clean water in Honduras today because of Avery, because of one kid in this church, because of the culture this church has created. There are unique ways for each one of us to do something good in the world to help others. And sometimes it is a big thing, like launching a project or a nonprofit like Erica did. But other times we're transformed and the world around us is transformed through the little things. Filling up a brown bag with food at the grocery store and dropping it off. Shopping for a family in need at Christmas time. Offering to help a friend with changing a light bulb, or cleaning off their deck, volunteering to greet or direct traffic at events like our Spooktacular. These are the little kinds of things that make a massive difference in the kingdom of God, by the grace of God. However we serve, God can use our talents, and God can multiply what we have to offer. God uses our time and our energy, and then God changes us, softens our hearts, shifts our perspective, helps us to see the world in a new way. Maybe some of that change will help us continue to prioritize the needs of others in our world. Paul talks about offering ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice, our whole selves, our bodies, everything that we are, everything that we do. So the question this morning is, how is God calling us to offer ourselves? What is God calling us to do? How is God calling us to serve? How is God calling us to be changed? May we be people today and every day who look for ways to help and who look for ways to be changed by the grace of God and through prioritizing the needs of others. May it be so. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.